0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. As I record this podcast, we are one year from the 2016 presidential election. Can you believe it? Feels like we've already had the whole thing already. Seems like it's been so long, but I am recording this one year before the 2016 presidential election. And I have to tell you, this is shaping up to be one of the most fascinating, one of the most contentious, one of the most important presidential elections in American history. And to contribute to it, I have written a book. Now, it won't be out for a while, so I'm not trying to sell books now, but I want you to know about it. And I want to discuss with you the themes of it a little bit, because I think they're some of the most important themes in the current election. The book I've written is called Ask the Question, why we must demand religious clarity from our presidential candidates. I have written it. I am very excited about it. I've said some things in it that are, uh, yes, sure, controversial, but they come organically from the things that I said and the cases I was making in books I've written like The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, Lincoln's Battle with God. I am fascinated with the role of faith in politics, in governance, in leadership, and particularly with the role of faith in the whole issue of presidential politics and leadership. And man, what an election we've got in front of us in those terms. I was thinking about all of that while I was writing this book, because, you know, what's happened in our history, especially our recent, recent history, is that we have had presidential candidates make sort of murky statements about faith, sort of, you know, say general things, God bless America, I'm a man or a woman of faith, you know, carry a Bible to church kind of symbolism, but never do we get around to doing, as I say in the title, never do we get around to asking the question, what do you believe, what will it mean for your role? In politics? What exactly does your faith imply or what will it demand of you when you are in office. And so as I was writing the book, I, I did a lot of interviews and de- delved into a lot of constitutional history and, and and read the best books on the subject, of course, and interviewed a great many people. And uh, it, I think this is one of the most interesting and contentious issues. Um, I enjoyed writing the book. It's, it's perhaps the most bipartisan book I've written. I'm not uh, gunning for left or right. I never write books that gun for left or right. But obviously, if I'm writing about George W. Bush, or I'm writing about Barack Obama, there's a there's a focus on one side or the other, even if I don't agree with them. But this book is a case that I'm making, comes out of the other books that I've written on this subject, and it's a case that we need to demand religious clarity from our presidential candidates. And I think it's going to help us a lot in this election. Uh, it's going to help us a lot because we have arguably uh, one of the most, certainly if not the most, faith-based election season some of the most faith-based candidates, uh some of the most uh stunning faith claims with these candidates we've ever had. And you can bet it's going to come down to uh, a lot about religion. The conclusions we'll be dealing with next year, uh the the things that we'll be hearing in the conventions, the 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 arguments, the debates in the primary season, uh they are going to be a lot about religion. And I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, as you as you look on at the Democrat side, uh, you have two people who are going to be raising religious issues. I know it might surprise you, but I consider Hillary Clinton to be one of the most faith based uh, political candidates or politicians of our generation. Uh, that may surprise you, and I'm not saying I agree with that faith, uh, but there's just almost there's just no question about it. Uh, this is a woman who got into politics based on a a faith basis, a vision, um, a Methodist social gospel kind. A vision for doing political good. Uh, she recounts that a great deal in her writings and in her talking about herself. And, and in this book, I do a whole chapter on her describing her, her faith background. If you've read her speeches on the Senate floor, she often, for example, would cite the words of Jesus to, to, to criticize or counter uh, Republican views on everything from abortion to immigration. Um, She is a woman who has said that she reversed herself, changed her views uh, on same-sex marriage based on her faith. Uh, She originally had defended DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, which her husband signed into office, but she changed. And when she changed, she said she did so partially on her faith. She has said that women get abortions based in part on a faith decision. I mean, these things are going to come to the fore, not just because they're gotcha moments for the other side, but because Hillary Clinton has a faith vision and it informs her politics. Well, uh, the person running against her in the Democratic Party, of course, is Bernie Sanders. And, Bernie Sanders is raising some huge social justice issues that need to be dealt with, need to be looked at, need to be examined. Um, The concentration of wealth into the hands of a few, the injustice, uh, unjust treatment of workers, um, many, many things that make him sound at times like some of the Old Testament prophets on the issue of social justice. And he's going to be pressing a pretty important question. You know, was Jesus a social democrat? was Jesus an advocate for the poor? Was it, was Jesus opposed to the rich? Was Jesus in favor of things like redistribution of wealth? Um, you know, does Jesus, to put it more crassly, come closer to the Republican neolibertarian kind of vision for social justice, or does he come closer to Bernie Sanders' version? Believe me, Uh, This is going to be much, much discussed, particularly uh, given that you have many, many millennials who are very much turned towards social justice, but also hang on to some form of evangelicalism. So you see the debate we're going to have on, on that side of the spectrum. On the right, we have a, a, a tremendous mishmash of faiths. And again, remember remember my book, Ask the Question, is what I'm urging people to do. Why we must demand religious clarity from our presidential candidates? Well, let's ask for some religious clarity, for example, from Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump is at this moment, as I, as I record this podcast, uh, he's in the lead on the right. And he's a man who's been very unclear about his faith. He says he was raised a Presbyterian, uh, says he's a Christian, but he also says he's never seen any need to ask forgiveness. And uh, he's not been a guy who attended church and he's been a guy who's lived a somewhat immoral life. And. Recently, there was a photograph of many television preachers uh, laying hands on him and anointing him and, and praying for him. Fine. I mean, all Christians should pray for whatever the presidential candidates are. Um, but it seems that the religious right has probably begun to rally behind Donald Trump, a man who is famously unclear about his faith. Therefore, uh, what are we going to ask him? What is it we need to know? How will his faith shape him in office? What does it lead him to believe? We need to know that. Um, The man who is probably at this point ranked number two behind Donald Trump is Ben Carson. Uh, Ben Carson is a Seventh-day Adventist. Now, that's not inherently a cult, as some people believe. Uh, They hold Orthodox Christian views, but they also hold some views uh, about who's going to heaven and who's going to hell, Um, even about the way you treat your body and your food being a moral force. That's 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 a big issue. Uh, it's a big question. So you might like Ben Carson very much, but we need some clarity. We need to know some things. Does he think every other uh, Republican candidate is going to hell? Does he think that every non-Seventh-day Adventist is going to hell? What about food? Is there a moral force there? Uh, what does he believe about faith in our public life? These are questions we need to ask. And again, I'm saying all this very objectively because I, I'm my point in this book is objective. I'm going to be very careful as I talk about this book to not side with one side or another, but to press the issue on both sides, most people know, especially those of you listening to this podcast, you know what I believe um, or at least where i where I lean on the on the political spectrum. but I'm very disappointed in the level of religious discussion and debate that we've had in recent years, and we've got some interesting people uh, on the right, for example, um, Mr. Rubio is a former Mormon who has become a roman catholic but associates and affiliates and attends an evangelical church well wonderful for him but what does it mean what are his views uh, mr cruz uh, is from a hispanic catholic background but has become a baptist and even launched his presidential campaign at liberty university the school founded by jerry falwell very conservative great What does it mean? What will he believe? Mr. Bush, as we probably all know, uh, was part of a very famous Episcopalian family, but he became a Roman Catholic and very much identifies with uh, Roman Catholicism, particularly uh, with something of a South American, Central American, uh, Hispanic American lean in that Catholicism. What will that mean? Well, we should ask that he articulate it. We all know that Mr. Huckabee uh, is a former Baptist preacher and comes very strong with faith perspective, but what is it exactly? We could go on and on. Rand Paul uh, raised a Presbyterian Says he's a Christian, What? how does his faith shape him? Well, how do, how do the words of Jesus shape him? Uh, what is his faith and how does it shape him in office? You see where I'm going. Uh, Mr. Jindal is a Roman Catholic, but he also leans evangelical. Um, again, that's the way it is in our age. The, na- the words don't mean as much. If somebody says they're Roman Catholic, uh, you know, uh, the vice president is Roman Catholic. Uh, And and then, of course, so is Mr. Rubio. Well, gosh, there's a wide perspective between the two. So you have to ask the question. You have to ask them individually, what do you believe? And that's true of many of these people. Carly Fiorina, clearly faith-based, clearly a conversion story, uh, clearly uh, pro-life, for example, on a faith basis. But what specifically does she believe? You see, the issue is, if I ran for president, And I said to all of you who might vote for me, look, I'm going to run for president. And there's a guy over here. I'm not going to tell you his name or tell you much about it, but there's a guy over here who's going to be with me every single day in the Oval Office. He's a good friend of mine. He's been with me for years. He's going to advise me in everything that I do in office. I'm not going to tell you about him until I get in office. I'm not going to tell you his name. I'm not going to tell you about our relationship. I'm not going to tell you about his influence until I get in office. But y'all go ahead and vote for me and make me president and uh and, and and just trust me that this is going to be a good influence. Well, you wouldn't do that. You don't know who this person is I've got hiding in the wings. They could be KKK, they could be skinhead, they could be Marxist guerrillas, they could be terrorists from, you know, ISIS. You don't have any idea who they are. And everything about a presidential candidate should be disclosed. So we're heading into Uh, an exciting presidential season, just from a spectator perspective. But given that we are patriots, given that we care about our country, given that these presidential elections define the future of our country, um, I suggest uh, the, the thesis that's been at the basis of all of my work. Faith does shape candidates and thus presidents. Religion shapes the leaders, even if they don't know exactly how it happens. And we must understand that fa- the faith of candidates so that we can understand how religion will shape them in office. It's not insisting upon religious tests. The Constitution forbids that. It's not bigotry. No, not at all. It's exactly what the founding fathers intended, that we would ask religious questions so that we would understand the, the influence of religion on our candidates and thus the influence of religion on our politics. I think many of us wish we'd known more about Barack Obama's religion. I I just have to say humorously, I did what I could on that score. (laughs) I think we wish we'd known more about George W. Bush's religion. I did what I could on that score. Uh, And I'm going to try to urge us to know a whole lot more about what's going on in this election. Uh, every month, I'm going to be doing a special podcast focusing on the election and these issues. And of course, I'll be doing others on more of the details of the of the campaign season. But you need to join us for the ride when, it, when the time comes. You need to get this book. I think it's going to be very important. I think you can pre-order it now on Amazon. And uh, let's be smart. Let's be informed. Let's be outspoken. And let's help set the direction of where our country is heading. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us, and connect with him on Facebook, and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.